Jamaica is a beautiful place, filled with culture, food, and wildlife of all kinds. On this particular day, a father and his children are enjoying the beach. One of the children skips through the waves, feeling the water lightly lapping against their legs. They notice something ahead on the shore and run up to it. It's a young sea turtle, stuck on land against the current of the shore. The child turns to their father for help, not able to fathom what would come next. Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote. We are back after a week off. This is the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who almost got kicked out of a courtroom for being disruptive and disrespective to the system. <laughs> and joining me on this particular crime spree is my accomplice, Laura Arnold. How are you, Laura? Once again, I have so many questions. <laughs> So, you know how a lot, sometimes schools have a mock trial? <laughs> Wait, so it wasn't a real courtroom. Oh, but it was. It was. Like, so. You, would, you took your mock high school or whatever. Well, we, we were, our town had this thing, which I don't know how legally we got away with it, but we okay. had this thing called teen court, where <laughs> teenagers, <laughs> teenagers would be convicted of a crime. And like what kind of crime? Like um, petty theft? It was like theft, arson. They had to have been convicted of the crime. And then they would come to us for sentencing. Were and these so real crimes these or were made up crimes? No, these were legitimate teenagers in the community. <laughs> the judge was an adult, but the defense, the prosecution, the bailiff, the jury, um, and uh, basically everyone... <laughs> Including except the, the stenographer, except for the judge, were all teenagers. Cool. There were constraints with what we could do to them. We couldn't sentence them to prison. And so I did that for a whole semester. And I felt really cool. I bought a uh, attache case. But in this particular situation, I was put on the jury for it. And I... It was me and one other person was from my school. Everybody else was from the other school in the in the town. And so... Uh, this kid was a part of that other school district and he was not a popular kid in school. And when we got to the jury part, we went to go, you know, choose a, a head of the jury like you do. And I wanted to be the head of the jury because I felt I would be the most impartial because I didn't know this kid. Everybody else on the jury knew the kid because they all went to school with him. Well, everybody else was like, no, John shouldn't be it. We don't like John. And so I threw a big fit about it and refused to comply with what the jury was doing because as I sat there after they appointed someone else to be the head of the jury, they all were like, well, we don't like this kid. He's a jerk. He's stupid. He's whatever. So they were like purposely allowing their bias to affect their judgment, which I was like, that is not right. You know, we are lawyers and jury people for God's sake. <laughs> and so the head of the jury went and told the judge that I was disrupting their deliberations and so he brought me into his chambers and uh threatened to uh, kick me out for being disruptive and disrespective to the system welcome to kentucky 
So you and I were talking earlier in the day, because um, I have been considering for a while now um, possibly getting a tattoo. Yep. Um, and so you reminded me today, I'm not peeing in case you can hear that. <laughs> um, there were questions about this. So every time I pour more wine into my glass, I'm just going to have to say, it's not me. You could just edit that out. We could like pause for pouring and... Yeah, but what's the story in that? <laughs> Um, but, uh, but no, so you reminded me that there is pain involved in getting a tattoo. Yeah. So, um, apparently you have, uh, provided something tonight to help me gauge my, my tolerance to pain. Well, sort of. <laughs> You're not getting your nose tattooed, but, uh, oh, I, darn, I, I was so hoping. <laughs> I mean, you could listen if you want to. You do you. That's what I'm missing. That that will land me. I will become a chick magnet the second that nose tattoo is completed. I will be knee deep in boob once that happens. First of all, I love that it's knee deep. (laughs) I'm very tall. (laughs) Fair. But I have brought along a charcoal mask. Oh, God. That... You has become internet famous. Yes, and is painful to remove. Okay, will I have a nose to tattoo? <laughs> once, because uh, I'm applying this to my nose. Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, On the podcast for your <laughs> enjoyment. You're not gonna want to get your nose tattooed after this. I will tell you that. Okay, she is about to apply to my, my nose. I don't think this is big enough. That's what she said. <laughs> Wait, that puts me in a bad light. If I had a nickel for our time. Okay, okay she's applied the first little strand of it. Um, more of it is going on the tip. She has just slopped a huge chunk of it all over my self. You should wipe that off of your beard. Is it on my beard? Yes. Get it off. Oh no, where's it at on my beard? Like right on your chin. Yeah, give me that. Oh god, she's putting on so much. Well, Apparently my nose okay. is really in rough shape. <laughs> it's better if it's thicker. I'm about to do a selfie. This is for the Insta. Actually the Facebook, because we're not Insta yet. We got a picture. Oh, I feel like it's dripping down my nose. Is it dripping down my nose? <laughs> Clearly, Laura is a professional at this. I've never once been to be a professional. Um, if some of this drips into my wine and I ingest it, the no. chances of me dying. If you're lucky, it will probably just make you trip a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. I'm down for that. Oh I'm glad I'm the guinea pig of this. Oh, so you have to yeah. sit there with that for at least 20 minutes, like okay. starting like a minute ago. Okay. Are you Are you watching stage manager? Yeah. Okay. All right, so throughout the podcast, once we hit 20 minutes, we're going to um, pause everything, and I'm going to try and remove this and see how my pain tolerance is. Uh, So what's today's theme? Today, ironically, as I'm sitting here with black (laughs) all over my nose, we are talking about gaffes. So, mistakes? Yes, this was a mistake. (laughs) Correct. You just don't know how big of one yet. <laughs> I was referring to us doing a podcast. Oh, yeah, that yes, too. This black mask is that as well. 
Um, you may be surprised to hear this, but I have made in my life a mistake or two. Yeah. <laughs> just one or two. Just yeah, just just a just a small handful. Um, nothing nothing too major, but yeah, I've made a mistake or two. Oh, I think I just broke your teeth. I was just about to ask you, have you ever made a mistake as you just karate kicked my kitchen table? Oh God, it's itching. It's itching. <laughs> it's dripping really bad. Too. Oh my God. Okay. Just use the, just use the, just use, yeah. <laughs> so, Laura just went to go grab a dish towel off the top of my fridge, which, uh, on top of it, unbeknownst to her, was a fifth of bourbon, which is now reduced to a one-thirty-second of bourbon that has shattered all over my kitchen floor <laughs> and now the room <laughs> smells like a bar which is a bar in Appalachia <laughs> so yeah mistakes um, <laughs> have you ever made a mistake Laura? yes <laughs> I've made numerous <laughs> several today <laughs> several within the past 20 minutes <laughs> Um, okay, great. So, uh, so yeah, um, I guess that's today is all about mistakes that we've oh made. Oh my god! I'm so glad that today's episode is about mistakes and gaffes, because um, you have just provided us with so much. <laughs> John, do you have any advice for our listeners? Know a word before you use it. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, since we're talking about gaffes, um, this is a story. This is something that has haunted me. Since uh, fifth grade. And I have never told another human being. I almost, the last time I saw my fifth grade teacher, I almost confessed, but then chicken out of the last second. In fifth grade, I was at the lunch table and um, everyone, this one girl kept coming up to people and saying, are you a virgin? And if you said yes, then she'd be like, okay, cool. And if you said no, then she would make fun of you incessantly. Nobody knew what that word meant in fifth grade. At least in my fifth grade, they didn't. Um, they just knew that not being a virgin was a bad thing. I was like, oh, this is getting a reaction out of people. And I was all about wanting to get a reaction out of people. So I started asking people with her. And this one girl um, who I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, but I'm like 75% sure it was the girl who uh, ended up breaking up with me and I was the last person in the school to know. Ah. Oh God! Oh God! Gonna... It's doing something. My nose is doing something. But there's no time for that. So we asked her, "Are you a virgin?" And she said, "No, I'm not a virgin." And we were like, "Oh, you're not a virgin!" And she got so upset, she told the teacher. And the teacher pulled um, pulled me and this girl up in front of the class and said, "Did you ask her if she was a virgin or not?" And um, and she was like, oh, yeah, I did. I thought it would be really funny. And so she got in trouble. And then she asked me. And I was like, oh, no, Miss March, I never said that. <laughs> and and she was like, you didn't? And then because I was such a goody two-shoes, everyone else in the class came to my defense <laughs> and was like, no, John would never say that. I don't know why anyone would ever accuse him of saying that. That girl's a liar. And so I got away with it. And I, that has haunted me ever since. 
if I would have known what it meant, I wouldn't have asked the question. So, yeah, if you don't know the if you don't know what a word means, don't use it because it could make you regret life. <laughs> All of it, yeah, just as a whole. On the rare chance that Miss March listens to this podcast, I'm real sorry that I lied to you in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> And now, um, we are very excited to welcome to Anecdotal Dote, our guest for this week, Kari Blair. Um, they are a uh, multimedia artist who is currently uh, working as a, a jack-of-all-trades uh, at Penobscot Kinda, Theater yeah, Company. yeah. I just do everything. Yeah. Uh, pretty I'm, much everything. I'm currently the master carpenter, but I am involved uh, in the lighting department periodically, and I will be back in electrics next season, and I'm doing some sound design stuff for another theater company in the area, and I just make a lot of broken pictures and stuff on my own time. <laughs> I make a lot of glitch art, and I just like math. So, <laughs> as you will soon learn, Kari knows many things as many skill sets so we're very excited to i have them. approximate knowledge of many things <laughs> <laughs> well compared to us that's a lot so welcome to anecdotal dokari thank you for having me <laughs> you've worked with penobscot theater company for how long i think this is my sixth year non-consecutively that okay. seems right something okay. like that and what made you be like oh i'm gonna come work here I don't have a theatrical background. Um, I'm my background is primarily in photography. Um, I used to teach thirty-five millimeter photography at an art camp in the area, and I've been oh. shooting films since I was about eight. Wow! Um, and I've been teaching since I was about fourteen. So I've always been really interested in um, photometrics, specifically, and just the way that light exists and works and its impact on the way that your brain perceives art. My first show at the company was Annie. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, which was also the same show like, during tech. I got hit by a car. Um, so that was my first show with the company. And uh, the ne- the very next day, it was I-, I think it was the second day of tech that I showed up um, that day, had having been struck. Uh, and the first thing I did was like get on a ladder and trim some newspaper off of some scenic <laughs> elements. And uh, my manager at the time, my good friend Aaron, uh, he, so that was the day he decided he liked me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that kind of set the tone. Um, yeah. As you set the standard for other employees who, uh, oh, I'm going yeah. under the weather. Well, I got hit by a. Well, there's a reason why when you were discussing pain tolerance earlier, I didn't feel inclined to chime in because I don't... <laughs> See, I'm just dreading pulling this thing off my nose. Oh, it's not going to be that bad. Is it's it time? time. Oh, God. Okay. All right. It is... Listener, it is time. I'm I'm real scared Just now. the one? Okay. Yes. Yeah, just we one listener. Have, we only have one listener, to be clear. You're just going to roll it? You're cheating. No. Oh, is, the, is there a... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Oh, that was so easy. <laughs> that was... Oh, ooh, there's some gross stuff in here. How profane can I be on this podcast? I edit... Uh, yeah, I edit it out. Well, that was so. f- anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Who is an artist that most represents who you aspire to be? Oh, my God. Um... That's a big question. Okay. Well, the first one, obviously, and I'm sure anybody who's seen my visage, um, Prince, which like, right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, Janelle Monae lately as well, because I 
firmly believe that she is one of like the avatars of Prince Reincarnate. I don't want to phone it in and say Hendrix, but I will say Hendrix and I'll qualify it. Um, he, I don't know. He's the father of metal, <laughs> frankly. Um, did horrible, horrible things to guitars in just such beautiful, intelligent ways. And so you were you were known in the company and your circle of friends as being pretty much a very intelligent person. Thank you. And. So how does that, how do you, do you just read a lot or how do you come across a lot of this knowledge? Um, when I was a kid, um, both of my parents really emphasized to me that it was not an option to me to be well-rounded. I just, it was expected of me. Um, my father is from Jamaica and it's sort of, it's a stereotype, but like lots of Jamaican people have multiple jobs and my father has a handful of degrees. <laughs> um, my mother has always been a very curious person and always like very driven to learn. And I was just always encouraged that if I ever wondered anything to like chase that. Now to our main segment, the anecdotal dote. Here's how it works. I've selected a random word. Only I've seen your job is to tell a true story based on that word. And our theme of mistakes. <laughs> Yep. Nailed uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> not even going to do it again. This is hard. <laughs> Are you ready for your word? Yes, please. Magic. So when I was a kid, I used to go to Jamaica a lot. And have you ever been anywhere tropical? Um, no. It's different. I don't know. There's something to me, and maybe it's because I'm like from there, but there's something about being in a tropical climate that just makes me feel like powerful and healthy. And I was really just always entranced by like the ocean. I'm terrified of the ocean, but I've spent a lot of time in it and around it, and I've always found a lot of beauty in the ocean. And when I was a kid, my dad used to swim out and like collect things and then bring them back to us so we could identify them. So like later when we got older and we, we could swim for distance, um, We'd, we'd be able to pick stuff out and know what we could play with and what we should absolutely never touch. So I remember the first time I saw a starfish up close, and it was probably about, in my brain, it was about like half the size of me. But it was probably maybe about a foot and a half across, and wow. it was super rough and That's spiny. And it was a very big starfish. It was like bright pink. It was one of the most beautiful colors I've ever seen. And that was the first time I ever saw the underside of a starfish and all the tiny little feet. You don't really think of them as animals. And then you see one up close and it's just incredible. And I have so many memories of just all these weird little writhy things that my dad would pull out of the ocean and just and teach me about. And the first time I ever saw a sea turtle, um, there was a, a juvenile turtle that was maybe about um, half the size of like a, a highball glass that had... Uh, been washed ashore and was f way too far into the bay to like make it back out to the ocean and of course my siblings and I were like because maybe five or six at the time so we were all like super concerned for the safety of this tiny little turtle and you know my father was showing it to us and explaining how they work and how they breed and you know that this one is probably going to be okay but there's you know hundreds of thousands more of them that had hatched on the beach earlier in the month as my siblings and i gathered around we started to wonder how are we going to get this turtle back out to the ocean and it was just, of course as kids you have it in your brain that you're going to perform this daring rescue mission and you're going to swim out to the reef and you're going to return this turtle to its family and my father picked it up and <laughs> 
sidearmed it about <laughs> as hard as he could. Just, just into the ocean. Just at, at velocity. Just a distance away from us. And just declared that the problem was solved. And there was just the, the, the moment of disillusionment where I was just like, man, the world is a horrifying machine and we're all just bags of meat. <laughs> That was one of my earliest brushes with just like, oh yeah, that is how you get a turtle back into the ocean if it's small enough to throw. I guess you can just, I, there's nothing preventing you from just hucking it into the ocean. And I guess if you grow up just seeing baby turtles washed ashore all the time, your instinct is, well, I should probably chuck that back into the water. But just like, I don't want to do the callback, but like the magic of the world that I saw before me, like everything that I thought was so mystical and like opaque and you know it was one of those times where you're you're confronted with the reality of things and it's just like well that is that is how it be (laughs) (laughs) so uh real quick i want to apologize to everyone for the total um anticlimactic um nose thing if a if a tattoo feels like this does when you take the mask off it does not feels less <laughs> no okay we're gonna have to re-examine this um, we'll circle back we'll figure then. out other ways to figure out what your okay, pain well, tolerance is we will is. revisit this before i get my tattoo um but there we go okay so you know laura we are still a brand new podcast it feels like we've been doing this forever only when you're around wow. but oh. we got- <laughs> <laughs> You walked into that with your arms <laughs> wide open, ready for a hug. Sure did. And I stabbed you with a bayonet instead. Um, but we have uh, gotten some amazing feedback from our listeners. For example, Zanman415 reviewed us with five stars saying, a great way to spend your 15 minutes. Love this podcast. Well, um, while we don't know who you are, Zanman415... Um, but we, uh, we don't think we're quite ready to say the L word back to you (laughs) in time though. You never know. Do we have any other reviews? We have exactly one more review on Apple podcast. Alphaba 121, uh, clarifies they are a tough critic, but they said, wonderful. I am sitting on a bus eating cold two day old Chinese food, (laughs) having just been broken up with. This made it better. Thank you. We're Very s- sad. Um, I'm so sorry, Alphaba121, for your loss. But although I do not know you, I will say um, they did not deserve you because you listened to our podcast. So you are a better level of human than, than, they, are. than they are. So I'm so glad that you were able to be rid of their scummy personality. And we're so glad we could bring a smile to you, Elva121. Yes, I don't know if we made things better uh, by making you laugh or by making you never want to have a connection with another human being again. (laughs) But we are glad to have helped you regardless. Um, I've actually gotten several messages from people who have said that this podcast has made them feel better. Laughter is a great medicine. So why not spread that cure to your friends and family? Help us reach out to new listeners by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and sharing this podcast with your friends. You always say friends. Friends. With like friends. You have like extra E's in there. It's because I like friends. (laughs) Boy, this podcast is 
gone downhill quickly. It's true. I think we hit our peak on like episode two, and then I just have gone hit the downhill peak before the first episode. <laughs> like us on Facebook if you haven't already, and share that page with everyone you know. We have some pretty interesting people from all over the world ready to share their stories with you. So get that word out. Because you know, if everyone who listens were to tell two people about Anecdotal Dope, think of how many subscribers we could get to. A hundred? We could have as many as four subscribers total. Wow. Our thanks to our guest, Dote Kari, for stopping by this podcast today. Elphaba121, I know you are going through a breakup <laughs> and probably don't want to get into anything too serious right now. If you happen to still be on a bus, the original post was in May, so I hope not. But if you are, why not tap into that um, by uh, tapping the person sitting right next to you and ask them if they have listened to Anecdotal Dote. If they say yes, there's a 50% chance it's me or John. Or Zanman415. And if it is Zanman415, then you already have this podcast in common. That's a great jumping off point to starting a relationship. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, subscribe. If you didn't like what you heard, still subscribe. It doesn't hurt you either way. If you have a story inspired by our theme of mistakes with the buzzword <laughs> magic. magic. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Your story might be shared on a future podcast. Send your story to us written, filmed, or audio at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. That is theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. And remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So send them in. We're excited to listen. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.